Greetings, fellow sentients. I'm Hank Zephyr with another episode of Zephyr Interviews here on Galactic Public Waves. We have someone here today who has been eluding public interviews for years, Zach Lozenger. That's right. The CEO of Prospective Futures will be here to talk to us on the company's 48th anniversary. For those who are unfamiliar, Prospective Futures began with the simple goal of creating products that changed lives. Originally, the company was Sapharmacy, a life-saving pharmaceutical company that used to be known for its cheap prices and quality healthcare, until they surprisingly went bankrupt. Some claim that the abrupt creation of Prospective Futures was not only a blow to the healthcare industry, but could have been the cause for the extinction of the Vimbulu tribe of Hekfar 9, before the planet was turned into a resort. Since then, Prospective Futures has made a name for themselves, and for 48 years they gave us quality products like the 5 second breakfast and the fusion powered cancer detector. So, without further ado, here is Zach Lozenger. Hi Zach, thank you for being here. No, thank you. Anytime I get to share my thoughts, it's a blessing to the galaxy. Which is a surprise, coming from someone who is very strict on public interviews. Well, I can explain that. I might love people seeing me, hearing me, but I hate talking about myself. I feel it was time to get out of my comfort zone. Well, it's quite razzy to have you here today. So, let's talk the early years of the company. Prospective Futures opens and releases four products and already starts making big money. Yes, back then, we dealt with simple home appliances. Toasters, refrigerators, coffee makers. The company decided we could do more. Why not make a refrigerator that can also make coffee without defrosting the freezer? A microwave that's also a radio. Prospective Futures wasn't afraid to combine those simple things to make things simple. But wouldn't you say that this also makes the ideas expensive? How so? The coffee fridge costs 60,000 quasis. Wouldn't you say that's a bit much? It's like I say, Hank. If you can't afford our products, then just make more money. (laughs) You do have a point there. Anyway, so your company does well, and then three years later, stocks started seeing better days. Yes, more companies picked up on our idea formula. Our major competitor was Alternative Solutions. They made the now-renowned line of Weifu appliances. At the time, Philbert Grumble did not want to budget on increasing manufacturing to make better products. Philbert being the CEO at the time. Correct. Why was that? He felt a need to keep the prices low and the jobs high in the galaxy. Unfortunately, we had to get with the times. By blowing everyone out of the stars? You got it. Phil was convinced to start hiring scientists, technicians, and any team who could blow up a house with flour and squibble urine. (laughs) Thank the stars that last one didn't happen. Sure. Who came in during these essential new changes? We had Carl Thompson, founder of the Graviton Theory. Gene Plyer, who would go on to make condensed condensers. And rumor has it, the descendant of Space Hustler magazine. Uh, you're talking about Glib Flint. Is it true that he is a descendant of Space Hustler magazine creator Lars Flint? Yes, I won't lie, but I will tell you that the man was a genius. Great insight, great ideas. Think you can uh, hook me up with a free subscription there, huh? Huh? Uh, no. <laughs> Glib Flint was also known for the post-it pastries, correct? The edible post-it notes? Yes, but we don't hold that against him. There was also a... Dr. Carl S. Zwinger, if I remember right. Correct. He went into total secrecy after he was hired. 
I believe, uh, two years after the company started hiring scientists. That's right. He came to us and we found him quite valuable, but he was quirky and wanted to lay low. Odd fellow. Didn't the company think it might be bad publicity to hire a man who was known for his fascination with mind control? There was that one project from Earth's history that he wanted to revive. Um, what was it called? Um, oh yes, Project MK Ultra. I wondered when you were going to start doing this. Just trying to give the folks at home an in-depth look into the company. I hope I haven't offended you. Not at all. I knew what I was walking into. Please, you're just doing what you have to do. Just like Perspective Futures does, what they have to do when it comes to ensuring people know when you hear Perspective Futures, you hear progress in nothing more. So why Zwinger? Why someone who is known for questionable efforts in wavelength manipulation and strobe messaging? Well, in our efforts to become better than competition, we needed to open our horizons. Dr. Zwinger impressed us with his ideas, and we thought we could harness that. Which resulted in a supersonic whitening brush? Yes, probably one of the finest devices using sonic waves you've ever had. Which led to the major legal battle concerning the strength of those waves. True. You gotta remember, this was our first major revolution in our products, and we learned the hard way about the need for longer testing. Why wasn't the brush tested longer? The evidence proved that after a prolonged period of about two weeks, customers started noticing molecular scrambling in their gums. You can't tell me that you only tested the product for a week. As we stated before, it was hard to really detect that kind of organic deterioration, especially when it's exposed to regular dental hygiene routines. Regardless, this did lead to Dr. Zwinger branching off with his own line of sex toys, <laughs> which I hear made him a billionaire. Well, a billion isn't worth much nowadays. Sure, to people such as yourself. When Zwinger told us that he tweaked the waves and tested them on the cast of Debbie Does the Nebula, we already rejected his request to bring the brush back a year prior to that. We decided then, you know, if he wanted to put the tech to good use, he could create his own side business. Not associated with Perspective Futures, of course. Of course. Naturally, most of his profits go back into the research currently being done at Prospective Futures, right? What he does with his money is his right. Nothing wrong with that. And yet, Prospective Futures has been behind for years on addressing their taxes. That happens to be public knowledge on the planet Tratara. You know... The planet that Prospective Futures is headquartered in? The Trotteric government and economy is going through some rough changes. You know how it is at times of turmoil. These things get lost in an intern's desk. What about these off-world accounts that were hacked three years ago by the group known as WhisperNet? One account was linked to an investor who had some money in your company. Well, hold on now. You can't assume... And we'll be right back after a couple PSAs here, sentience. But when we return, Zach will indulge us with a behind-the-scenes talk about how Prospective Futures does its business. Did you know that every Earth year, 10,000 spaceships get hit by debris and meteorites? This is because pilots tend to fall asleep at the helm. Please remember to drive safely through space. Always have your ship's ray shields inspected at the local spaceport. Always remember to carry a valid ID. This is so that we can easily identify your body as it floats aimlessly in space. This has been a message from the Milky Way Galaxy Spaceway Safety Commission. Hi, I'm Bill Quantum, and here's your daily space travel forecast. A strong nebula is pushing through the Traxxas region, but nothing much else is going on there. 
There have been reports of a supernova near Betelgeuse, so be careful over there. You might still catch it depending on your relative time zone. Gamma rays are expected to burst down the Ritmus corridor, but they should be gone in about three Earth days, so just plan a different route until then. Oh? This just in, a massive freighter carrying a quantum tunneler is just blown up near Orion. Looks like a contained collapse of reality could be forming there, so I'd watch out for that. But until next time, this is Bill Quantum, and this is your daily space travel forecast. Bye now. Do you know if there's a black hole in your region? Spaceships can scan for the noise a black hole makes, which sounds like this. If your ship has trouble detecting the sound or is not equipped with this feature, another way to check for black holes is to scan for bending light. As always, never go past the event horizon of a black hole, else you risk slipping into the eternal void. Your body will be spaghettified forever. Nobody has ever been known to escape a black hole, so don't try anything stupid. Exploding stars can sometimes turn into black holes. If your neighboring star on your planet has turned into a black hole, then it looks like it's time Time to move! If your local government refuses to evacuate the area out of sheer denial, then try your best to escape without getting shot. You will know it's too late when you realize your body and everything around you is being stretched out and spaghettified. Which means the black hole is about to consume your planet! So know the signs and watch out! This has been a message from the Black Hole Awareness Society. Welcome back, sentience. For those just tuning in, we have Zach Lozenger from Prospective Futures here. Zach, you were just about to tell us how Prospective Futures handles its research and legal accountability. I don't have to answer that. That's confidential information. For someone who believes in small print, you're pretty bad at remembering to read it. Fine. What do you want to hear? Recently, there have been rumors about why your product, Black Hole in a Can, suddenly vanished from shelves. Such as... The product claims to use the essence of a black hole to clean away dirt, grime, and garbage, correct? Yes, but the universe has rules, you see. You can't really erase something from existence, only put it somewhere else. Vacuuming is nothing more than picking something up and putting it somewhere else. Same thing with wiping down counters and tables. All our manufactured black holes are specifically designed to warp everything it sucks up into a garbage planet. Right. And yet there is a growing list of missing people who were never recovered from these garbage planets. Take this most recent case. Two teenagers from Quevlon 5 were caught on Holocam pulling a prank on a grocery store using black hole in a can. The prank went awry and the black hole sucked them in. They have yet to be found. What do you have to say to that? As cold as this may sound, they didn't read the warning on the label. Kids these days, they don't read anything. They most likely arrived on the garbage plant and got lost, hurt themselves, or worse. That is simply not our responsibility. Not your responsibility? No. You can, however, compensate for the families of the scientists who died researching the black hole technology used in your product. I have here the compensation records for your workers, and the amounts are staggeringly low. We paid for the funerals. Launching corpses into the same black hole you manufactured isn't beneficial. Look, Zephyr... Does every zapper manufacturer have to answer for people who misuse their firearms? People die every year or so from vending machines toppled over them. Do the companies who make them have to answer those deaths? I think you might be making some false comparisons here, 
black holes and vending machines are two completely different things. But they're tools. And you can't blame the tool when the user misuses it. Same with those scientists who died on the job when we first researched this thing. They knew what they were getting into. They knew the danger. They signed those contracts. <laughs> we seem to be getting a little off course here. The fact of the matter is, these missing teenagers were only the tail end of the comet. There is a whole list here of missing people who were never found on these garbage planets after accidentally getting sucked in using black hole in a can. We have here Sandra Starbill, missing for the past two Earth years, Lane Gothel, a squigglarian who hasn't been seen since four months ago. These and about 123 more people. Don't you find it odd that your system doesn't seem to be working? What have you got going on here? Zephyr, you're trying to find things that aren't there. These garbage plants are poorly managed by the companies that run them. You have a remarkable ability for shifting blame. Did you have a sibling? I'm curious. When was the last time you had a brain scan? Face it, Zack. You have Zwinger on your side trying to revive Project MK Ultra. You kidnapped unsuspecting customers who use your product, Black Hole in a Can, as a way to gather test subjects who become nothing more than missing people on a hologram PSA. I have it all here. Prove it. Excuse me? You claim you have evidence. Prove it. What do you call what I've been putting right here in front of you? Proof that you have an excellent writer. I could really use someone like that on our team. Unbelievable. You think you can just manipulate the masses with bleached teeth and promises of a better future? What kind of future is that exactly, huh? Convenient, healthy living. That's don't our e- motto. Don't, don't even. Don't, do you even listen to half the sludge that comes out of your mouth? Convenient, healthy living. Y- yeah, convenient, my ass. I've got all the proof I need. That's what my show is about. <laughs> First off... The most important person to listen to isn't yourself. Second, do you honestly think people are going to believe you? What do you mean? Can you back it up on how you retrieved it? Is it reliable? Are you really different from the others who recently were found forging information for ratings? Are you better than the one-minded news stations? Do you expect people to not remember your blunders? Don't you remember your investigation on the Heplagrog crime family years ago? I believe you were caught opening a safe that you firmly believed was to hold large amounts of currencies, deeds, contracts. Did you ever find any of that? That's not important. Oh, and the Krakatoar of Crustodia never wants to see your face ever again. Is that right? Funny how nobody talks about that. It was on the news everywhere. The Krakatoars of Krakastodia had never actually personally banned anyone from their presence ever before. That's quite an accomplishment. Can you tell your listeners right now what that was all about? <laughs> that was about a certain... A certain um, what? Misunderstanding. Which is what we have here. Hey, tell your viewers that, please, if you want to keep some integrity, or should I just divulge the fact that an investigation revealed that your source on the Heplogrog family case actually came from somebody associated with the Heplogrog family? Hmm? Too bad you did die further to know that he was their number two associate, who I should probably add was hired to control information damage to the family, like what you're doing right now. So please, tell your audience about this grand 
elaborate project MK Ultra. Revival. And that's all the time we have here for today, Sentience. We uh, we had Zach Lozinger here, yes, current CEO of Prospective Futures. Thank you for stopping by, Zach. The pleasure was mine. Oh, and I almost forgot, for those of you listening right now, enter the discount code ZACK15 online within the next 30 Earth minutes and you'll get 20% off when you order our latest and greatest product, the Romance Reader. It's a device that can detect anyone's romantic feelings towards you by picking up their brainwaves. Wait, what? It's more of a toy, really. Something for the kids at school to see if their crush really likes them. Anyway, I gotta go. My private show just arrived, and the tables are hot tonight at Casino 77. Wait a minute. You, you, Later. You got... Blasted. Coming up on the hour, classical dubstep featuring Spillex. See you next time, sentience. Hey there. Eddie Francisco here. Thanks for listening to the Galactic Punch Bowl podcast. I was Hank Zephyr. Eric Hoover was Zach Lozinger. We had Brenna Thornton doing the PSAs. Corey Schultz as Bill Quantum. And Garrett Burkhart of Static Eel Media composed the music intro, outro, and edited the episode. All other music is royalty-free. Our next episode will be a Space Hotel episode. When will it come out? I don't know. Sometime between now and the eventual heat death of the universe? In the meantime... Check out Galactic Punch Bowl on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube.